You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to another episode of The Chris and Joe Show here on Big Blue View's audio lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Plum, as we will be previewing the New York Giants' second preseason matchup against the Cleveland Browns. That game is expected to kick off 1 p.m. on Sunday, the 22nd. Uh, This is going to be a very, very fun matchup to observe as we're going to get more exposure, hopefully, to some of the Giants' starters. We were limited to basically what was a couple series it was basically just a quarter of most of the starting guys no daniel jones obviously no saquon barkley a lot of defensive players also did not appear in this game but chris i think we're going to get some more exposure in this game to some more of the starters it is going to be not a full dress rehearsal as the third game will probably be but it will certainly include some of these bigger name players to get them settled in get them ready to go get them hit by some opposing uh football players on some on another team so they're getting ready and primed up for the start of the nfl season i think that there's also you know a possibility here that uh, there hasn't been anything said like last week that we weren't going to see daniel jones so we should get to see a little bit of jones and how he maybe uh looks heading into this 2021 season yeah i wouldn't be surprised if jones got uh, basically what uh <clears throat> what the Giants quote unquote starters got last week. You know, basically if he gets that first quarter, uh hopefully two drives in, maybe three drives go into the second quarter. Yeah, you know, they're definitely gonna want to get him some game reps, game experience, but they're also probably not going to want to uh, put him out there too too much. You know, that it's you know, as we've been saying all along, it, it's kind of a fine line they have to walk between getting guys ready for the season, but also not putting them at risk of injury for you know a game that doesn't count. Yeah, they don't want to throw guys out there for too long. They don't want to get them to get too banged up. You also want these guys to not get too worn out. You've got a whole season, a now 17-game season to prepare for. And as anyone knows about football that's played it, you gradually start to physically degrade, like almost literally you degrade. You start to feel more and more banged up on a weekly basis just from all the hits you take throughout the season. So you don't want to really get too much contact for any of your running backs, maybe your your linemen. You want to keep those guys as fresh as possible, but we will be exposed to more than just a quarter like we were last game. Maybe it is two quarters, maybe a little bit more than that, but likely still going to be somewhat backup heavy in this one and and I think a thing that plays into that Chris for why we're going to get a good chunk of the backups playing in this game is because of the list of guys that are currently on the inactive or the currently practicing but not a part of contact drills yet list that list includes Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, John Ross, Kyle Rudolph, Ellerson Smith, Aaron Robinson, and then Montre Hardage. So I'm not that worried, Chris, on some of these veterans as they're they're not going to be playing in this game likely. Kenny Galladay, I'd like to at least see what John Ross was going to provide. Kyle Rudolph, it sucks that he's not out there, but 
he needs to be fully healthy as he's over the age of 30. But it's really disappointing that we're still not getting to see Ellerson Smith or Aaron Robinson. Yeah, and I would definitely add Kadarius Tony to that list of guys you know I really want to see out there as well. You know, like you, I'm not too terribly worried about the vets. Kyle Rudolph, he's what, 31, 32. He's been in the league for about a decade. Yeah, you know, he knows that, you know, he knows the how things go. He knows the ropes by now. You know, there can't be too many offensive or defensive surprises out there for him. Uh kind of the same though to a lesser extent with Kenny Galladay. He he has already seen pretty much any coverage that yeah, defense is going to throw at him. You know, getting more reps for just chemistry's sake would be nice. But really, I, I'm I'm a little worried with how just the lack of work in training camp and in the preseason is going to affect the rookies. You know, we think Kadarius Tony should be a big part of the Giants' offense. You know, maybe not a high vol a high volume receiver, but Definitely one of their main weapons in this passing game. Yeah, Ellerson Smith, he's a guy we are both excited to see out there. Yeah, I think it's it, it could have been possible for him to work his way into the starting rotation as a pass rusher. Yeah, I am that high on him. And then Aaron Robinson, he's another guy. We're looking at him as a potential starter, but you know, you, you're not gonna get a starting job if you're on the side. And if these are guys the Giants were looking at as being either major role players or p- potentially impact players, they need them comfortable and up to speed soonest. And also from a, a, a selfish perspective here, these two guys, at the very least, I think we're going to rotate and find ways to get onto the field. I think that those two guys specifically, as in Ellerson Smith and Aaron Robinson, I think that Patrick Graham was going to find ways to get them into the lineup, not maybe as a starter, but just on the field and competing. And as we saw last year, he gradually started to get some of these younger guys on the field more and more towards the end of the season. Them not being out there for the preseason, we don't get it really exposed to what they're going to be like. We don't get to see how they're going to play, how capable they are of playing within this defense. I really wanted to see what Ellerson Smith could do playing up at a higher level than what he was used to in college. So we're not going to get the chance to really see that because they're injured and maybe they don't even get much of an opportunity to play in the third preseason game if they're healthy because that's going to be mostly uh, starter centric and then they're probably going to give the remainder of that game a shot to anybody who's competing for a, a final roster spot so it, it really does suck that we're going to miss out on the opportunity to see both of these guys because they're likely not going to get a ton of run early on in the season because they're behind anybody that they're competing for for snaps with. Yeah, and Ellerson Smith is, you know, don't forget, he didn't play football at all last year. So not only is he is he coming from a small school, but he has you know, one hell of a layoff since the last time he has really taken contact, since he has gotten his hands dirty as a you know, front seven defender. So yeah, that really could impact him going forward. And that could really delay his rookie season. And I'm with you. I'm I'm just selfishly curious to see what this guy looks like out on the field. Yeah, exactly. I just want to see how he does. I want to see how he's going to look on this team, the potential that he has. The preseason is a chance for a guy like Ellerson Smith to just run free 
and work out some of the kinks and go out there and make mistakes. He can't go out there and make mistakes during the season. He needs to be on top of his stuff, and he's going to be a lot more tightly controlled in important situations. The preseason's the time to let those guys loose, and we're sadly not going to get the opportunities to see what is, if you throw in Kadarius Toney, three of the top draft picks from this past class. So a bit disappointing, but what's not disappointing is getting to see this Giants offense in a more expanded light than we saw in the first game. Offensive line, hopefully we get to see a little bit more from them. Hopefully they're protecting Daniel Jones. I think we'll get a real sense of how good this offensive line can be in 2021, and some answers might be given to us on the big question mark of, can this offensive line play cohesively? Can they do better than last year? Going against a group that is very, very talented defensively, even if they don't use all of their starters and their big-name dudes, they're still going to have their talented backups on the field. So there will be competition when the starters are out there and fighting it out. Yeah, and that's, spe- that's speaking of the Browns with their defense. You know, I I have been looking. I have not seen any indication either way, just as we're sitting here recording, whether Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett will play. You know, I, for the Giants' sake, I hope they do play because they need that kind of a test. Getting Andrew Thomas and Matt Peart matched up against Miles Garrett and Clowney, you know, especially if they are healthy, when it doesn't really matter, that could be huge for them. You remember back to the Browns game last year, Garrett was not himself. Yeah, he. He had himself a good game, but he still wasn't himself. He was still recovering from COVID. We haven't seen Clowney healthy in a while. And having the two of them go after the Giants bookends, you know, that could be a really good learning experience for them, for the two young tackles, and also a good measuring stick of where they are in their development. You know, the one positive sign that I have seen so far today is that Shane Lemieux is out there working and he's working with the starting offensive line. So, you know, right now, fingers crossed, the Giants will have their starting offensive line available for for the start of this game. Now, whether or not they go against the Browns starters, all of their starters or some starters, some depth, you know, they should get a pretty good workout either way. Yeah. If you just take a quick glance at their depth, Tack McKinley is the current listed backup for Miles Garrett. Now, that's not saying Tack McKinley won't be on the field the same time that Garrett is, but that's probably how who we're going to see more of in this game is going to be a little bit more of Takaris McKinley. Sheldon Day is also a, a tough SOB in the interior. Curtis Weaver is a talented guy. Tommy Tongai, who is a, a rookie, and also Marvin Wilson. Like This is a good group that is going to come out, and if the Giants' offensive line isn't ready off the rip, They could get punched in the mouth pretty early. Hopefully, we have some positive signs and we can have a little bit more confidence going into the third preseason game that we see them at least be able to move the football down the field with Daniel Jones in the game and with the full starting offensive line going against at least 75% of the starters uh, from the Browns, just at least in the first few series. Now, Chris, I'm I'm also going to keep bringing this up, I think, on a weekly basis until we have some more certainty on it, but I I need to know more about this 
backup offensive line group. I, I I need to figure out who can stay and who needs to get ditched and and sent somewhere else because last week it basically was all of them. Uh, there was no confidence that you could have in any of those guys because of how poorly they played uh, in in the second half of the game. So I need to see more from them. That is one thing that I'm going to be watching super closely, and I can guarantee we're going to bring it up on the post game pod and then the breakdown pod a couple days later is how the heck are they going to look and how well they perform because that that is such a big issue right now is the depth on the offensive line. Yeah, that that is definitely a, a, a big concern. I, I That should be a concern for just about every team, but it's a particular concern for the Giants because other than Murphy, yeah, I didn't really see any of the Giants depth players that I would feel really comfortable to see run out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if Nate Solder had played in the backup, there with the backups, there would have been two guys. But that that's still not a whole lot of uh, of comfort there. Now, maybe we should also be keeping an eye on the Browns' reserve linemen. They do have a good starting offensive line. If they can have, if they can find themselves making a difficult cut at the back end of their offensive line, you know, maybe that's some, somebody the Giants could put in a waiver claim for. There are some decent names, too, on the back end, and they've got a young group, so they're probably going to have to cut some of their their backup veterans, and, and they're probably one of the more better built and also deeper offensive lines in the NFL, so I'm sure that the Giants will be closely monitoring that. Now, you also made note of how we're going to see these Giants receivers face up against this secondary for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns secondary, and we, we probably won't see a ton from Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, but this is a, also another very deep group. Their defense is stupidly deep. Like They drafted Greg Newsom, who is super talented, and he's not even listed as a starting corner. He's listed as a backup behind Greedy Williams. So we're going to get to see... Uh, a talented rook- rookie and Greg Newsom matching up against some of these rotational receivers just off of the guys that I named that are inactive. We're not going to really see a lot of the starting receivers, but we should see a little Sterling Shepard. We'll get to see CJ Board again. How does he look in, in even more of an opportunity to, to show off his, his capabilities? I really want to see Dante Pettis and David Sills again. I want to see what they can do. I want to see the, the impact that they could provide. And when they're matched up against some actually capable NFL DBs on the, on this Brown secondary, unlike what the Jets had, do they put up the same level of production as they did previously in the last game? Yeah, that, that I think will be big. And that could wind up making a lot of decisions for the Giants. You know, we've been talking about how many difficult cuts the Giants could be having to make at certain groups. And, you know, the, this battle between Sills and Board, if one of them can make a play against Newsom, that could factor into the coach's decision. Now, just selfishly, again, there's one guy I want to see, and it's actually your guy, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, right now playing weak side linebacker for the Browns. You know, undersized linebacker out of Notre Dame. He made some impressive plays in week one i want to see evan ingram on the field i want to see sterling shepherd on the field and i want to see how they play in the middle of the field with jock out there 
and how he plays against them. I have to say Jeremiah Wusukoromoa last week did really freaking good, and I even took the time to tweet out, why wasn't this guy drafted sooner? I think that that selection, the pick of the Browns being able to get Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is going to be the biggest, why the hell did this guy land where he did? Why did he have to end up with an already talented defense, and how did he slide that far when everybody was talking about him as a first-rounder? It's kind of the same thing with uh, with Grant Delpit the previous year. Like We're going to get to see more from Delpit, but Jeremiah Wusukoromoa is stupid talented, and we saw him just smacking dudes last week. There was that one play where he came flying upfield and popped the guy right at the line of scrimmage. He had a sack. The production he had is like, and I know I might be getting ahead of myself, and I, I, of course someone's probably going to tell me I'm getting ahead of myself, but the production just from that one game was quality of that of a, of a defensive rookie of the year candidate, and I, I want to keep seeing what he does. Is it just one flash of good play against some backups, or does he get more chances to shine in this game against the Giants? I, I, I will say that it's not just selfishly for you, Chris. That's selfishly for me because I, I, I love watching this kid play. I'm disappointed that the, the Giants didn't draft him, but doesn't mean I can't enjoy observing. Yeah, and you know, uh, uh, I suppose we could use this to kind of segue into the defensive side of the ball. At, you know, after after a commercial break, but I will say I think we could see a fair amount of Owusu-Koromoa because Mac Wilson, the Browns' starting listed as starting weak side linebacker, has been dealing with some injury issues, so that could crack the door open for Jock to get on the field early. And yeah, you know, I'm just looking forward to see that. Yeah, you know, I love watching athletic guys do athletic things, and I think you know that could, in some way, be pointing towards the future of defensive football, where you have these you know, hybrid players, guys who can basically move like defensive backs, but play in the front seven, play in the box like a linebacker. And I think more and more teams are going to be searching these guys out to deal with basically what college offenses are doing with NFL caliber players offensive players that is yeah they're gonna have a lot of fun with him in the future if, if he's always fully available he is going to be a, a serious weapon for them coming up as you said Chris we are going to talk about the Giants defense and what we will be looking for in this game Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chris, as we talked about for this Giants offensive line, we were, we were mentioning the intrigue on seeing how the offensive line does against a, a very talented pass rush. And we may not really see a lot of Miles Garrett. We might not even see a lot of Jadeveon Clowney. But on the flip side of things, I am also very interested on how the Giants pass rush, which is evolving. There's some new faces in there. Aziz Ojolari had a, a pretty decent showing in his first game. How does that group, how does that front play up against 
what is arguably a top three, some say the best offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, that, that I think will be one of the main things to watch this game. You know, this is what the Browns offensive line is right now. Jedrick Wills, Joel Batonio, JC Treader, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. Yeah, there is not a weak link on that offensive line. Yeah, they are athletic and they are guys who can maul you, you know, from left to right, yeah, inside and out. Yeah, this is, it's not going to be easy for the Giants defense to win the line of scrimmage against this offensive line. So we will probably get to see Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, how will they play against these guys? Uh, we'll probably see Lorenzo Carter for the first time. How will he just move after that Achilles injury? Or will he not get the start and maybe Trent Harris gets the start again? And then, you know, who's going to be the Giants' starting nose tackle? Is it going to be Austin Johnson or is it going to be Danny Shelton? I, I don't know at this point. I, I think it'll be Danny Shelton, but, you know, maybe it will come down to the specific matchup, you know, which one offers more against what that deep, what the opposing offense likes to do. And then, you know, where will we, where will BJ Hill get onto the field? And, how will all of these guys play against this really good offensive line? Because you know, the Giants have to face some pretty good offensive lines in their own division. And again, this could be a really good measuring stick for them. I would like more clarity on the starting nose tackle position. Is it Danny Shelton or is it going to be Austin Johnson? And I think this second game will provide more insight into that. And I think we'll see more Danny Shelton based on what we got out of him in that first game. You also wrote down here, Chris, and there's a lot of similarities on the offensive and defensive side of the football that we wanted to mention on on the show. The other end, how the Giants have a really good secondary and they have a chance to go up against some some good receivers. Now, do we have James Bradbury on the field? Does he play? Do we have Adoree Jackson out there? Does he play? We don't know for certain. I doubt we'll get OBJ in this game because he's coming off of an injury and same thing with Saquon. They're going to ease him back. They're probably not going to just throw him in the mix. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets a series, but it's probably unlikely. They will, however, probably use some of their other starters. So this is going to be a fun test for how do some of these new faces mesh and how does the secondary look with maybe more starters thrown into the mix. I hope there are more defensive secondary starters thrown into this game uh, so we can get a little bit more of a taste of how they're going to perform in 2021. Yeah, the the Browns do have some good receivers. Some good They've got just great offensive personnel kind of across the board, even without Beckham on the field. They still have Jarvis Landry. They still have Rashard Higgins. They've got... Uh, a lot of people like Donovan Peoples-Jones coming out of the draft la- last year. Uh, Davion Davis has been, you know, one of their depth guys. I think he's been listed as like their third or fourth string wide receiver. He has been coming up as a camp star for the Browns. Yeah, he, it's at least from what I have seen coming out of their camp. Yeah, he, he looks like he's positioning himself to be like, you know, to make a run at being an an a piece of this offense maybe not a starter but 
definitely a major role player. So, yeah, even if you don't have Odell Beckham out there, this is still, again, a good test for the Giants secondary. We'll probably see James Bradbury out there. We'll probably see a Dory Jackson. Uh, I can't say we'll see more of Darnay Holmes because he was out there quite a bit against the Jets. But we'll also get to see Xavier McKinley and Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers. And, you know, just how how does the secondary look with all of these pieces out on the field? And I, I want to see not just how they look, but how exactly they play. Do they play more man coverages like we saw at the beginning of the Jets game? Or do they do a little bit more of the zone rotations like we saw in last season? Or, you know, just, I, I'm not expecting Patrick Graham to really tip his hand, but do we get to see just maybe not wrinkles, but maybe a few more sophisticated things than just vanilla cover one, cover two defense? Probably not going to get to see too many wrinkles, but again, again, as we keep saying throughout the preseason, selfishly, I would like to get a be, you know, get some more exposure to how that defense is going to look. Are we going to be exposed to a little bit more of the coverages that they're going to use? I mean, just generally, though, as I mentioned, I, I want to see how this this secondary can be, how good they can be, because as we know, this is the backbone of this Giants defense. So getting more confident with it, I think, would be really, really intriguing for Giants fans. Um, but we might not get that really until the uh, the third preseason game. And the last thing that we've got to just throw out there, how well does the Giants defense play against the run game? Now, and if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, maybe they don't get a ton of touches in this game, they still have a really good run game. And this is a run-centric team that will run the ball well throughout the entirety of it. So we saw some issues last week from time to time on you know a couple plays early on. They did really close down on the run game of the Jets last week. Do we get to see some more of that in this game? That I think is going to be really fun to, to pay attention to with, with, with a really stout and deep defensive line. Yeah, definitely. If the whether or not the Giants are able to get their pass rush going against this offensive line, I think is the big question, but I really do expect them to, if not shut down the Browns running game to at least control it, especially with the Giants starters in. Yeah, I am. I think the Browns can mount a running attack on most teams in the NFL, but if the Giants can keep them from running wild, that I think will be a really good sign for the beginning of the season. Yeah, like I said, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, two the, two of the best runners in the NFL. Also, I think I think we should maybe keep an eye on Demetric Felton. Yeah, right now listed as their fourth running back, but he is just you know a rookie out of UCLA, and there was a lot of there were a lot of questions coming into the draft whether or not he was a running back or a wide receiver. And that is the kind of wild card I think it could be useful for the Giants to match up against. Just, you know, receivers out of the backfield are tough for a lot of defenses to deal with. And I would like to see if the Giants can deal with a guy who is that quick, that explosive, coming from an alignment they cannot disrupt easily. Yeah, I like that you mentioned Demetric Felton who was a darling throughout the pre-draft process. During the Senior Bowl, he was a big name that came up. 
everyone was talking up like, hey, this guy's a riser, high-impact player out of UCLA, highly talented, electric combo, running back, receiver, player. I want to see what he can do. That's going to be really fun to watch him and, and monitor him closely. But this is going to be a super important game for the Giants as they're taking that next step forward to establish momentum heading into the start of the season. The starters are going to get on the field more. We're going to be coming at you after the game like we did last week with a, uh, a live stream on Twitter spaces, so stay tuned for that. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media so you don't miss out, at Big Blue View on Twitter and Instagram. And then also hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. Talk to you soon, folks. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be, uh, we'll be providing you our post-game reaction very soon.